Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I want you to turn with me in your Bible this morning to the openings that we've looked at in the last couple of weeks. First of all, in uh, Romans chapter 12, hold your finger there. Then go to Ephesians chapter 5, hold your place there. And then go to Acts 22, and we'll start there. Hallelujah. Romans 12, Ephesians 5, and Acts 22. These are the texts we've taken in this uh, series. And with series entitled, Knowing God's Will and Hearing God's Voice. Knowing God's Will and Hearing God's Voice. In Acts chapter 22, in verse 14, we read, Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will. Everybody say that. God has chosen me, that I should know his will. And see the just one and hear the voice of his mouth. See, God is speaking today. And he's speaking to you. And he wants you to hear what he's saying. Amen. You've been chosen to know his will. If you would then turn over with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse number 17 says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That seems to me he's saying that if you don't understand what the will of the Lord is, you're unwise. He said, I don't want you to be unwise. Don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Well, that would have to be his will. It would have to be his will for you to know his will. Isn't that right? Because he's told you to. Amen. And then going back over to Romans chapter 12, we have these instructions. Verse two says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, or as some translations say, discern what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. He wants your mind renewed so that you can understand his will. And so that's what we're doing this morning. We're involved in mind renewal. Amen. Hallelujah. To find out what the word says about the will of God and knowing God's plan for your life. God does have a plan for each of you, not just a general plan, but a specific plan for you, for your life. What God wants to accomplish in and through you. God has a design for you. He has a purpose for your life. Amen. God has a purpose for your life and we know from some things that Jesus said and some other things that we will have to give an account one day of our life 
and we'll give an account of how we have completed his will or how we haven't. In other words, whether we finished and, 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 and fulfilled his plan for our life or whether we didn't. Amen. And on that day, it'll just be you and him. You, you'll turn to point to somebody and say, well, it was their fault and they won't be around. It'll just be you and him. Amen. We are responsible for our own lives and we're responsible to fulfill God's plan for our life. Nobody can do it for you and nobody can keep you from it. Amen. If you determine to follow God's plan for your life, no one can stop you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so uh, in these uh, Sundays, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about this. To get the most out of this today it would have been better for you to have been here the other two Sundays. But uh, you can get the recordings, either the CD or you can get it from download uh, directly to your computer and you can hear those later. And so we're not going to go over everything we said, but we did say this, that God has a unique way of revealing his will to his own children. And it's a way that is not available to the world. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. We, we stopped somewhere around here last time. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, <clears throat> verse number 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Notice, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Another way you could say that is all of those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. You could even say it this way, and you might not think it's true, but in one sense it is. All the sons of God are children of God. There's no difference between children of God and sons of God. All the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Now, whether or not you're listening and following is another thing altogether. But as far as God's concerned, he's leading you. But this verse says, all who are led by the Spirit of God these are the sons of God. So there are no unbelievers or unsaved people being led by the Spirit of God. This is something that's available to believers. And, and we're talking about how he leads us. He leads us in a way that's available to believers and believers only. Jesus made this statement about the Holy Spirit he said, I'm, I'm gonna pray the Father and he'll send you another comforter, the spirit of truth. He said, whom the world cannot receive because they neither see him nor know him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. See, at the time he said that, the Holy Spirit was only with them because they weren't born again so the Holy Spirit couldn't live on the inside of them but the Holy Spirit was in and upon the Lord Jesus and so because of their association with the Lord Jesus every day, the Holy Spirit was with them in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he said the day's coming when he's going to no longer just be with you, but be in you. But he said that's not, that's not available to the world. The world doesn't see it or understand it. So believers have a way of being led by the Spirit or you could say that God has a way of leading 
his own children that belongs to us, it's unique to us, we need to find out that way. Because he's not going to lead us the way people who don't know the word, people who are outside the body of Christ, people in the world, he's not gonna lead us the way people in the world think that God leads. Amen. And unfortunately, a lot of people in the church still think that God leads through these other means and they're not paying attention to the leading that's on the inside of them and so they're always confused. They're always judging things wrong. They're always looking at circumstances and saying, well, this must be God and that must be God and so he must be saying this or he must be doing that. No, he has a very clear way of leading us. Amen. But it takes a determination and it takes growing spiritually in order to follow his plan for your life. See, a lot of people want a, a quick fix. They want a quick answer. They want, they want an easy answer. In other words, they don't want to put anything into it except, oh God, I don't know what to do. Show me what to do. And then they, they want God to just uh, do something out in the natural realm, give them some kind of a sign, some kind of a of an event, something happening, happening around them or to them that would, that would clue them in to what God's will is. But you see, the things of God aren't cheap. That's right. Amen. Yeah. And to go on with God, to progress with him and, and to find his plan for your life, you're not gonna be able to live just as a casual Christian. And just not, you know, go deep at all in the things of God, not read your Bible, you know, not follow the Lord, not, you know, just, just live shallowly. You're not gonna do that and then in a time of crisis have God just show you what he wants you to know. That's not the way, he has a way of leading you but you have to, you have to follow that way and you have to develop in your understanding of the things of the Spirit. Amen. But it's something that's available to all of us. Amen. And uh, I just referred to uh, the, the 16th chapter of John. Let's turn over there. John chapter 16. Hallelujah. In verse 13, he said, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Well, how many of you want to be guided into all truth? Amen. Amen. He said that's what the Spirit has been sent to do. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Notice we're talking about a person here. He, the Holy Spirit isn't a feeling. The Holy Spirit is not uh, an influence, some kind of a you know, foggy, smoky kind of you know, influence that's just sort of out there. The Holy Spirit is a person, a divine personality. And because he's a person, he has the characteristics of a person. He thinks. He has a will. He speaks. Amen. He communicates. And he's been sent to speak and communicate with us. Notice, he will guide you 
He will speak, he will speak, he will tell you, he will declare, he will declare. So we have here uh, a pretty good picture that, uh, of the Holy Spirit and him wanting to communicate, that it's his, it's his job, it's his uh, character to communicate the things from the Father and the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's always endeavoring to communicate with us. Well, where does he speak? Like I said before, most people expect him to speak out here somewhere in, in the natural realm. The, the scenario sort of goes like this, you know, uh, I, I'm attempting to do something. I'm, I have a big decision in my life and so uh, I'm trying to discern the Lord's will and so I just feel like this is the best thing I should do. So I start going in that direction, start pursuing a particular course and then something out of the clear blue, you know, just unexpectedly happens and that just falls apart. The traditional thinking is, well, see, God was trying to show you he didn't want you to go that way. That is not the way the Spirit of God works among his children. Amen. Because things happen in the world. Things happen in the natural realm, and the natural realm is not governed in every case by God. The natural world is very often governed by the enemy. People, things, circumstances are out in the realm where the devil can manipulate things. So you can't look at things that happen and try to determine from that and discern from that what the will of the Lord is. God has a better way than that. Amen. Amen. But most people are looking in the wrong place. They're looking in, into the natural realm. Uh, but where is he? Well, he's in us. Amen. He's in you. In, I referred to John 14. Go back there and look again. John 14. Last part of verse 17 says, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Well, is he in you now? If you're born again, the Holy Spirit is in you. Now, we know in a general sense that God is everywhere. And God, the Holy Spirit is God. He's the third person of the Godhead. And so in one sense, God is everywhere. But in another sense, he's not everywhere in the same way he's in other places. In other words, before you were born again, you didn't have him in, your, his spirit in you, and now you do. And, and, then, and then when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you had a measure of the spirit that you didn't have before you were baptized in the spirit. So the spirit is everywhere in a general sense, but in a specific sense, he's not everywhere in the same way he is in other places and in other measures. Well, he's in us. He's not out in the world. In terms of his dwelling, he dwells in us. Amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, or excuse me, chapter 6, verse 19. 1 Corinthians 6, chapter 19. Uh, chapter 6, verse 19. I'll get this out. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Notice, who is is in you. He's in you. Amen. Uh, we'll, we'll read several verses. Go back to Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter eight. Verse nine says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now see, the, the word dwell 
indicates taking up residence. When someone dwells somewhere, that's where they stay. That's where they live. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells or lives in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. So we know that all believers have the Holy Spirit in them. And then this passage we just read in 1 Corinthians six nineteen says, he is in you. Amen? Well, he's not in your head. The Holy Spirit doesn't live in your head. So he's not going to deal with your mind. The Holy Spirit is not in your body. Now, in a, in a specific sense, per se. The only way your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we just read that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, but the reason your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit is your body is the temple of your spirit. See, we are a spirit, and we have a soul, and our spirit and our soul live inside our physical body. Well, when the Holy Spirit comes in, when a person's born again, the Holy Spirit takes up resident, residence on the inside of the person's spirit. So in one sense, he's in your body, but not, you know, but not per se, he's in your spirit. In other words, he's not, he's not manifesting himself in your body, he's in your spirit. That's where the Holy Spirit dwells, in your spirit. So uh, he, he's not gonna lead you through your physical senses. He's not gonna lead you by feelings. Now, I grew up in a, in a uh, church culture that we, we were always talking about our feelings. And we were always uh, talking, you, you would hear people say, well, I just feel like the Lord touched me. I just feel like the Lord heard me. Well, we could just feel the presence of God. Well, in a, in a sense, if you're talking about sensing something spiritually, I understand that. But so oftentimes it was just a physical something. Well, I just feel, I just feel like God heard me. I just feel like the Lord touched me. And, and it, people tended to be up one day and down the next. Because one day they, feel like, they, they felt like he touched them and he heard them. And the next day they, they didn't feel like he heard them. And they're wanting him to touch him. And they're wanting something to happen. And so they go up and down. They go from the mountaintop to the valley. But see, he doesn't deal with us in the sense realm. He doesn't deal with us in the physical realm, with our feelings. Uh, no, he, he leads us on the inside. Now go with me to Romans chapter eight. <clears throat> Romans chapter eight. Hallelujah. This will tell us how the Spirit of God leads us. Now, we read verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So this is how the Spirit leads his own children. Verse number 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. Notice the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit The Holy Spirit communicates with your spirit because that's where he lives. He's not living out in the, in the uh, world of circumstances around you. He's living in your spirit. He's not living in your body so that he's directly, you know, punching you and, you know, and doing things to your body, said, move over, 
Stand up, sit down. He, that's not the, what he's doing. He's not, he's not manifesting himself in your body. He, now, his power can be manifest in your body, but I'm talking about being led of the Lord. He, and, he's not, and he's not directly dealing with your mind. See, you can have all kinds of thoughts go through your mind. Well, I wonder if this is the will of God. Well, I wonder if that's the will of God. And see, if, you, if, you let your th- if you're dominated by your thinking up here, you'll try to reason out the will of God. See, your, your, your body has a voice. The voice of your body is, is the feeling part, the, the, the feelings that come to, to the natural man. So feeling is the voice of the body. Reason is the voice of the mind. But see, God deals with us in our spirits. Well, if we're not paying attention to our spirit, we'll never discern, we'll never know what it is he's trying to, to tell us as he deals with us in our spirit. Because we're, we're, and most of the time, Christians are in the mental realm and in the feeling realm. They're, 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 they're just so conscious of their body and their mind and their thoughts and, their, and they stay in that realm and all the time God's dealing with their spirit and they never even pick it up. Well, it's not because he's not leading, he is leading. But he's leading where he is. He's leading in the area of your life where he resides down in your spirit. This verse in Romans chapter eight says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now over in 1 John, there's another verse that I like to read when I read this verse. I always like to look at verse, 1 John chapter five. 1 John chapter five, look at verse number 10. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who believes in the son of God has the witness, that is the witness of the spirit in himself. If there's anything Christians know, it is they know they've been born again. I mean, you can talk to, you can assemble Christians from all different groups, denominations. You can talk to Catholics. You can talk to Baptists. You can talk to Lutherans. You can talk to Presbyterians. You can talk to Pentecostals. I mean, you can talk to Christians who come from all different kinds of denominations and doctrines and what they believe about different things, you know, are different. But people in all of those groups, if they've genuinely been born again, that's something they know. Amen. I mean, you're not in doubt about, when you, when you were born again, the spirit of God witnessed with your spirit and you knew you were born again. Amen. I mean, I, I, I could uh, ask a lot of different questions today, you know, and, and have you raise your hand and I'd get different People raising their hands on different things. People are sure, they're not sure. But I guarantee you, if I, if I ask you, how many of you know you're saved? Boy, I mean, that's one thing. It just, your hand goes up. Why? Because you have the witness of the Holy Spirit, but you, you, you'll notice it's not a mental thing, it's a spiritual thing. It, it's, not, it's not a soulish thing. I dare say that there's not a person in here that's been saved any length of time that your mind hasn't uh, occasionally said, well, I wonder if all this is real. I wonder if the Bible's really true. I wonder if, if there is a God. 
I wonder if Jesus is the Son of God. I guarantee you everybody's mind has, has thought that at some time or another. Well, see, you understand where that's coming from. It comes from up here. It's reason. But your response to that is, yeah, but I know. I know down in here, down in my spirit, I know. I have the witness in myself because the spirit himself bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. It's not in my mind. It's not how I feel. You know, I, I, it's, it's, oh, it's easy to feel that you're saved when you're in church and everybody's worshiping God and the presence of God is strong and it's rich. Woo, it's just glorious. But then on Monday morning, you wake up and you have a headache and you get up out of bed and you stumble and fall and hit your head on something or you stump your toe and then you go into the kitchen to get some breakfast and the milk, you didn't get milk last night and it's just one thing after another. I mean, you don't feel so saved then. Isn't that right? But, but how do you know you are? You have a witness. You have a witness on the inside of you. Well, that's how the Spirit leads. Now, this verse says that he bears witness with our spirit. That word witness bear, or bear witness with, that, 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 that phrase uh, in the original Greek, it means to have joint testimony with. Joint testimony with. See, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, testifies to your spirit that you're a child of God, witnesses with your spirit, and your spirit then communicates that to your mind. So when you're having these thoughts, well, I wonder if God's real, I wonder if the Bible's true, you know, these thoughts come into your mind, your spirit communicates to your mind and says, uh, you know it's true. You know the Bible's true. See, the spirit is, is bearing witness, joint testimony with your spirit. Your, the spirit. The Holy Spirit's testifying and your spirit is testifying to you. See, people are expecting God to bypass, uh, they, they don't realize this is what they're thinking, but they're, the, the way people are looking a lot of times for God to lead, he would have to bypass their spirit altogether because they're wanting him to speak directly to their mind or speak uh, out or, or do something out here in the, in the scene realm. But see, we have a, we have a, a, a system in, 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 the, in the life of God. God does things according to his design, according to his plan, his way of doing things. He recreated your spirit when you were born again and filled it with the life and the nature of God. And we, it's God's plan for us to live out of our inward man. That what's on the, what he did on the inside, of, when you were born again, your outward man didn't change. The outward man wasn't changed and even your mind wasn't changed because you still, like I said, even, you might have been saved 40 or 50 years, but you still have these thoughts sometimes that come. No, the, the, the mental part of man wasn't changed. It was the spirit of man that was changed. He wants us to live out of here, out of, out of, out of the inside, out of the real man, the spirit man on the inside. Well, that's where he's gonna, that's where he speaks. Now, when he speaks, we already, we already know he speaks because he says he, he would. Jesus said when he comes, he will speak, he will tell, he will declare. Well, when he speaks to your spirit, you don't hear it with your mind. When he speaks to your spirit, you don't feel it in your body. 
If you're not paying attention to your spirit, if you're not listening to your spirit, if, if you have, and this is something that have to, has to be developed and few Christians develop this. Most Christians never develop it. Because again, they're so body conscious and circumstance conscious and, and the world and feeling conscious and mental. They live in those realms and, they, and, and they've not been taught. The church hasn't been taught to develop your inward life, your spirit man. Well, when he speaks, he speaks to your spirit. Your mind didn't hear anything. Your body didn't feel anything. He's constantly talking to your spirit but if you're not listening, you, you, don't, you don't sense it. You don't, you don't realize it. You don't know he's talking to you. And so people are out here, out here trying to get something, trying to get a leading. Lord, show me a sign. Can I, can I get a witness? But they're, they're saying out here. Yeah, there's a witness in here. Amen. God doesn't lead, like I said, through these other things. He's on the inside of us. He wants us to grow and become sensitive to the inward man. Well, what is this inward witness? The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Well, what is that when it happens? Well, you see, because the Holy Spirit is living in you, he hears what God the Father says or what the Lord Jesus says and he, and he repeats that to your inward man, to your spirit. And when your spirit picks that up and hears that, it, 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 there's a witness about it in your spirit. And that witness is a prompting. It's a very gentle leading, a very gentle leading. It's not overwhelming. It's not God's plan that we live our life just with Overwhelming things happening to us all the time. God just doing super spectacular things. And, and you wouldn't want that. <laughs> but we, we, what we want to do, most of the time we want to go through our, our own life, doing our own thing, living our own carnal way. When we get in trouble, then we want God to yank us around and, and, and do something real big and flash a light at us and, you know, write something in the sky or, or do something, make everybody around us just, you know, act a certain way. We want to ignore the way he works all the time. He works by an inward witness. It's an inward prompting. Whenever you're seeking God about something and you're asking him your, his will for your life, there, there's a leading, a prompting. It's just a prompting that comes up on the inside. What that is, is, is your spirit heard from the Holy Spirit and he's nudging you. Your inward man is nudging. It'll, it'll come up into your mind and, and, and you'll sense, I just, I, just, I just have a, every time I pray about doing this, it, this looks like the right thing to do, but something on the inside, I just, something is saying no. There's, I have a check. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure you do. Intuition. It's an inward intuition, an inward knowing. And you just, it's not necessarily something you hear. It's just something, it's your spirit prompting you. Not, not in your flesh, but coming up out of your spirit. No, that's not good. Yeah, but it looks like the right thing to do. It looks like it'd be the best uh, step to make. There's something on the inside sin. Mm -mm. 
No, it's not. There's a, a warning. Sometimes it can be a little more pronounced. It's almost like a warning goes off. Or, or something on the inside, a red light saying don't. Or, or you, you might be looking at two different options, two different ways of doing something. And you're not sure which way the will of the Lord is. Every time you try to, to take this, you start thinking about going this way, just something on the inside is just not right. It's just not right. That's the inward witness saying, no, that's not right. But then when you step over here, you start to look at this other option, well, that don't, that's not right either. Well, what should you do? Well, that means neither one of them's right. Wait a while. Wait a while. Conti- See, this is not, this isn't something that you can have working in your life uh, if you're not disciplined and if you're not, if you're not growing in this. If you go through life, like I said, just going your own way, don't pay attention to what God wants. You got it all figured out. You don't need him. And then when you get in a crisis, you're trying to discern what the will of the Lord is. You're not going to perceive that. You're not going to perceive that, that inward witness on the inside, that inward son. But it, it takes time sometimes, and it's worth it. It's worth it to take time to just commit it to the Lord and just say, Lord, I'm, I'm praying about this, and I, I'm, I'm trusting you to, to, to reveal yourself to me. And in the process of time, you'll get a a direction, a sense on the inside. This is the way, go this way. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Because remember, we're we're, uh, most Christians think, well, the Holy Spirit's gonna speak something. Well, the Holy Spirit does speak uh, to you sometimes and you hear him, but that's not very common when the Holy Spirit just speaks very When the Holy Spirit speaks and you hear it, it's very different than anything else. It's very clear, it's very powerful, it's very authoritative. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you know God's spoken to you. All through the Bible, his voice is described as thunder and the sound of of thunder and, and, and the rushing of mighty water. Well, when the Holy Spirit speaks, it'll stop you in your tracks. But that's not so common. Now, I've heard, I know of people that every time you talk to him, say, well, the Holy Ghost said this and the Holy Ghost said that. Most of the time, uh, that's not true. Holy Spirit, it didn't do all those things. Because the primary way, the number one way, the most common way and the most fundamental way the Holy Spirit speaks is he speaks to your spirit because that's where he lives. He lives on the inside of you and your spirit then will nudge you on the inside. And you'll get a sense, a direction. Go that way. That's the number one way he leads. Hallelujah. Then, the, then there's another way that is uh, very similar to this. It's the second most common way. And again, very closely related. And that's the inward voice. There's an in, with the inward witness, you just have a prompting on the inside. But sometimes the, your own spirit will speak to you. Do you know your spirit has a voice? Your mind has a voice, it's called reason. Your body has a voice, it's called feeling. Your spirit has a voice, it's called conscience. Ever have your conscience speak to you? Yeah. Your conscience, your, your, that inward, it's not an, it's not an earth-shaking voice. It, it, uh, it, it sounds like you. 
And the reason it sounds like you is because it is you. It's your own spirit speaking what the Holy Spirit said on the inside. The Holy Spirit gives direction to your spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks on the inside in your spirit. You don't hear it. But then your own conscience, the voice of your spirit will repeat that and you'll hear just on the inside of you, just direction. Do this or do that. Hallelujah. Thank God for the inward voice. Thank God for the inward witness. Go to 1 John and we'll close with this. We're out of time today, but look at 1 John chapter two. Verse 20, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Well, you know that this can't mean that you know in the natural everything. Do you know what's in my pocket? Well, you don't know everything, do you? It's nothing in my pocket. No, this is talking about the anointing. Now, if you go down to verse 27, it says the anointing which you have received from him abides where? In you. And so that anointing from the Holy One is in you and you know all things. That anointing in you, that's that, that's that witness of the Spirit. It's from the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is in you, and because, because the Holy Spirit knows everything, he'll communicate with your spirit. Do you know your inward man knows things your, your natural mind doesn't know? Your spirit knows things that you don't know in your natural understanding. The Holy Spirit can give direction to you. And he does that through speaking to your spirit. And so your spirit will pick things up from, from the Holy Ghost, and your inward man will know things. And, and it doesn't matter uh, what, it's, what it has to do with. In other words, all things of life, anything you need to know, anything that affects you, anything that the Spirit of God would, would want to communicate with you, it, it comes by that anointing on the inside. And so you, you, have, the, you have the unlimited potential to, be, to, to know anything you need to know. If you need to know what's in my pocket, the, the, the anointing that's in you could reveal that if you need to know it, but you don't. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> Stay away from those churches and those places where people are always prophesying stuff out of your pocket. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah, the Lord just told me that there's somebody here that has a diamond ring and it's at home and it's in the top dresser drawer in a black jewelry case, little box. The Lord said, bring that and give it to me. <laughs> you laugh, but that, story, that sort of thing happens all the time. Yeah, in a lot of places, people do that. Yeah. No, you have the potential of knowing all things, but the Spirit of God's only gonna reveal to you what you need to know. I, I don't have a right to know, so I don't need to know what kind of jewelry you have at home or whatever the, the situation might be. But, the, but your spirit will pick up things and you'll just know things. Suddenly you'll just know it. And, and Jesus said he will tell you things to come. 
Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Things have come up in my life and that were very important and I knew it before it happened. I knew it. I just knew it. And, and it, I wasn't meditating on it. Matter of fact, the, the, uh, just before Ike and Cindy left to go to, uh, or, or announced to us that they were leaving us and gonna go move to Canada, uh, we were riding down the, the street one night and I told Angela, I said, uh, Ike and Cindy are about to leave. And she said, get out of here. <laughs> no, they're not. No, 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 no. And I said, yeah, they're leaving us. And and it just, it just came up in my spirit. I wasn't meditating on it. I, wasn't, I had no idea they were thinking about it. And suddenly, I just knew it. I just knew it. And I told, I told Angela, I said, they're leaving us. And she said, no, 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 no. I, I No, that's not gonna happen. Well, the next week, he walked into my office and said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. And he sat down and he said, uh, the Lord's been dealing with Cindy and I and we think it's time to leave. And I said, well, praise God, you know, we have to follow the Holy Ghost. Well, see, I was prepared for that because I already knew it. I knew it when he walked in. I knew what he was gonna say. But the Spirit of God will alert you to things you need to know. Amen. Hallelujah. And he will show you things to come when you need to know it. Now, sometimes we would like him to show us more, but I challenge you to start paying attention to what he is showing you because you'll find out he has a whole lot more to reveal to you if you'll start paying attention. Amen. Things happen so often to people, even good people, good Christian people. Things happen that, that are tragedy strikes people. And, uh, you know, many times Christians say, well, I just don't understand why such and such a thing happened to so-and-so. They're such a good Christian man or woman, just such good people. Why, why did this happen? Well, uh, were they listening? They might be a good Christian, but were they listening? Were they following the, the, the inward witness? All of us have done things. All of us have made decisions that if after we made it and we acted on it and it fell apart and it didn't turn out right, all of us ha could have times when we look back and say, you know, I knew better than that. Something on the inside, I knew better than that. Well, when we don't listen, we can get into trouble. But we, the thing is, you can't change what's already happened. You don't need to be discouraged about it and, and, and get all uh, torn up about it. What you need to realize is you can know what you need to know because he's on the inside and he's there to teach, amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we'll pick up here. Hallelujah. God wants us to know his will. I, I can't stress enough the importance of knowing God's will for your life. I, uh, next to being born again, there's nothing so important as knowing God's plan for you. In 1 first, in John 2, we looked at just a little bit of verse 27, but it says that the, the anointing who abides in, that abides in you will, will teach you all things. And he says, you, 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 you'll not need another to teach you for that same anointing will teach you. He'll lead you in line with, with the word of God and reveal God's will to you all through your life. 
It's so important. God will give us direction concerning our finances. We're at a time where people in the world are all on edge about the economy. Everyone's on edge about the financial realm. Everyone's on edge about a lot of things. It seems that our world and, and all around the world, that, that society and culture and, and finances, the whole world is just sort of on edge. What's going to happen? What, listen, the Holy Spirit can lead you safely through everything that comes up. He'll talk to you in here about your money. He'll talk to you in here about business decisions and about life plans, the things that, that, that are important, that, that are weighty, that have consequence. He'll, he'll guide and direct you right in here. He'll speak to your spirit and you won't hear it unless you are sensitive to your own spirit. You can develop that. You can develop a sensitive ear to where you're, you're, you're led by your spirit. I heard somebody describe it like this. Those of you that, that have horses, uh, they tell me that you can train your horse to be, what is it, bridle led? Is that how that works? In, in other words, instead of having to yank on, the, on a bit in a horse's mouth and turn his head around, you know, you can train a horse that all you do is just kind of flip that, that, that uh, 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 what do you call it? The rein. Just, just flip it on his neck and he just goes that way. See, God wants us to be so sensitive to the spirit that that's all it takes is just, just to go, lead me this way. By that, by that gentle witness. We don't, we don't, God doesn't want his children to go around with a bit in their mouth. Having to be, having to be pulled around like a mule. Amen. He wants us sensitive always sensitive to that, to that witness and that witness will rise up on the inside or sometimes that, that still small voice of your spirit will speak. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Thank God. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.